Hello and welcome to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball. Uh, today we are going to run down our All-NBA picks as we're near the end of the season. Um, so Sam, yes. where should we start? The top well, the top. I guess first team would make sense with yeah. where to start. Um, do you want to go first with your five? My five? Should I do all five or should we do it position by position? Um, okay, position by position. Could do. Although there's also, I think there's a, depends how strict you are your positions is going to uh, affect the team as well. So, um, I mean, centre, I've gone Jokic. I've gone Embiid at centre. I assume you've got Jokic at forward, have you? Yes. Um, have you done that the other way around, or have you gone no, Embiid second team? I've gone Embiid second team. So I, I have a reasoning for this: is that I, I about it quite a lot. Um, I usually don't like it, like doing the massively fiddling the positions, but I just thought this is so extreme. You really like the three best players in the league this year by like quite a long way, I think, and most metrics have them quite a long way ahead of other people as well. Are all basically, I mean, Yanis, because Lopez has been out, has pretty much been a centre all season as well. Yeah. And I just, I got, I was like, I don't think I can, I, I don't know who I'd vote for for MVP. And it'd be, it's like, what, so I'm going to end up with the second guy in MVP is going to have to be on the second team. I just thought it was too difficult. And it makes it easier to justify in the fact that Jokic is like, leads his team in assists and he's top 10 in assists. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, he's he's not a normal center yeah. either. It's not like we're putting, like... Yeah, I I think the positions thing is just out there, to be honest. But the fact that you do vote by positions does... It kind of makes it tricky. Um, if you have someone then eligible for more than one position. So, for example, I mean, this is more talking about technicalities of the voting and stuff. But if Jokic is eligible for center and forward... Um, then and he's some never people a forward. Vote center, and some people vote him forward. And yeah, and maybe a lot of people vote center anyway. I don't know. Um, well, and the way that he, he could, you could potentially have that him or Embiid are penalised for this because your your votes only count at, anyway. Is yeah. is really silly how they actually do it. Um, I they could make this a lot easier by just make it front court, and then I think quite a lot of the problems, at least in this instance, go away. And there's obviously loads of players that you can argue whether. Yeah. Well, I'm not actually. I'm not that sure about that. Like, there's some that are on the borderline, but like, we're going to come on to like Tatum probably later, and like DeRozan. If you just yeah. said they've they've both been front court players this I mean, year. I mean, I think probably for LeBron throughout his career as well, there's been. You know, could be eligible at guard or forward. And you talk and, about playing at centre. Hasn't he mainly been playing centre this year? When when Davis has been out, yeah, and so, I mean, so a guy I've got on my first team as well is, I mean, very similar to LeBron in by size, he is a three or even a four, but he's very clearly a point guard. He like has led the league in usage all year. Um, Doncic, I think, is eligible at both positions, which to me is just like he is occasionally on the court with Brunson and Dinwiddie now, but it's like there's no question that Doncic is the point guard. Yeah. I think this is the thing with position, though, is that if you're talking about it offensively, I mean, then Jokic isn't a centre, really. Like, he has the ball in the perimeter a lot of the time. And then if you're talking about defensively, then, like, James isn't a point guard, 
ever, even though a lot of a lot of times his career has been like eligible for that, and the people would like put him as a point guard. Um, so I don't know. It seems it seems like just defining people's positions is just like too ridiculous. It's I think sometimes a bit. I mean, there's kind of people kind of given a like a position that's sort of accepted that is what they are, but also, yeah, I don't know. I mean. You can't really judge it offensively because so many players do like everything and do like you know the play in players. a way that's very different to like what their build is basically, which is usually what people define as their positions. Well, and that's that's why they're the very best. Like the really, really elite guys, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, I mean, Yanis is not a point guard anymore, but he had periods where he was basically running the offense all the time. Um, I okay, so I, we don't want to get too stuck in this, although we might have to come on to it on other teams as well, I guess. But I'm not sure I'm completely in favor of going like totally positionless because, like, just voting for the 15 best players in the league is don't you end up with just like a longer MVP ballot? And that's like part of the interest with this is you've got to be the best in like your role at least or sort of in your position, and it does mean people get kind of screwed by it occasionally. Um, I think maybe if you went backcourt, frontcourt, or went like backcourt, frontcourt, and then a wild card sort of thing. So like you could still have, you could still have the like yeah. the, the lineup here where you, because it this does seem really like ridiculous. Also, having Embiid and Jokic on the same team could actually like work in theory. I mean, it's better than like having Embiid with Horford, I suppose. For how that worked out, like it. Yeah, I think that having the center forward guard thing they've got now is really, really clumsy. And then how they categorize people and how the votes are counted if you're put in different positions is just a bit of a shambles, really. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, as you say, I mean, yeah, it kind of depends how you want to look at it, this exercise of picking your team. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm... It's so tempting as you should just pick your like five best, like five best players, um, which I guess is almost what you've done uh, for this year with the with um, having Jokic forward. You basically end up with that, don't you? I like I said though, I, it's not. I don't love doing this as an approach in general. I think this is a really extreme example where those three are like quite a long way ahead, and in their performance throughout the whole year as well is they've not really just had like a crazy two months and then being good the rest of the time like some other people have here they've all been like unbelievable for the whole season and it just it would feel so like kind of it feels wrong to not have them all on the first team as like, well if you can fiddle it that way yeah. try and do it i don't think this is what will happen because well, of how yeah. the votings count i mean and um, bead obviously is like the other it's like Jokic and bead is the mvp conversation generally so yeah, obviously he's in that case he put, he is above the rest of the guys out on the first team. But then I look if you look at them, it's like yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I might as well say what my first team is now here. Actually, yeah, we should probably just, as, we do as that, I was yeah. talking about the idea of it. Um, but yeah, so I've got Jokic, Yanis, LeBron James, Morant, and Doncic as my first team. Okay. Um, I I have Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, Doncic, Morant. 
Yeah, so it's it's basically I've got LeBron from Bede based on position. Sort of. Okay, my, yeah, I, I don't, obviously, it's a bit of a shame that our team's so close, but um, I I didn't actually have to think that hard about this, partly because I just think Doncic is that awesome. He's fourth in um, value over replacement. Dallas may well finish in third now in the Western Conference, and he started the season slowly, then missed some time, and he's just been ridiculous. Like, since yeah. the turn of the year, he's averaging, like, I can't really remember the exact numbers. I stupidly haven't written them down. It, but it's, like, 32, 10, and 8, or nine, 10, and 9, or something. Okay, fine. On, like, really great efficiency. Um, Moran has actually missed, and he's now missing the end of this season. He's going to miss quite a bit of time. That's one thing that made me think about him. Yeah. But he's... then it was just, like, Memphis is... I know they've won lots without him, but they're so great, and... It's not it's not like some other teams where it's like it's not close that he's their best player. And he's seventh in scoring, like he's having like a, just a crazy year. Um I I didn't feel like I could put him any lower down really. Yeah. He he is the one though between him and Doncic that I would move down. I think Doncic is like like you said, mentioned the highest usage rate. I mean he doesn't quite average a triple double, so it's not doesn't quite make the headlines and stuff, but he is basically he might as well be. He's very, very close. And just, yeah, there's... He's one of those players that is just... He is the team. Like this, I mean, all these players up here, I guess, they are so, so important to the team. But John Doncic um, is, is that, like, as much as anyone else in the league, I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's the heliocentric stuff, isn't it? Is they've actually become less like the Harden Rockets since they got Dinwiddie, but it's still. I mean, it's all about making it better for Doncic. Even getting rid of Porzingis was that to a degree. Um, and the other candidates for this guard spot, um, Curry obviously has actually sort of dropped off. Although yeah, we'll come on to him, I suspect. Yeah, it's an interesting sort of dropping off. It's just like it's like LeBron when LeBron is not quite the greatest player of all time. And it's like, oh, is he declining? Is that he's still unbelievable? Um, and then the Booker and Paul thing is, Paul obviously has missed some time towards the end. And is, yeah, the, they I kind of end up penalising them because they both exist. It's like you were saying about yeah. all five of those guys is their team is them. Um, but if you have both of those guys, like it kind of, is, you can't really say they're that level of importance. No, the the Suns team is almost like too good. Um, well, yeah, like happened with the um, the KD Warriors was like they neither Curry or Durant had like any chance of getting anywhere near winning MVP because it was just like yeah. well you've got you got each other this is not fair. Yeah. Okay, so that was a relatively like calm first team, wasn't it? That was relatively as easy. We're very agreed. I mean, we. We've not checked here at all, have we? We could be almost the same. I, well, which... well, there's definitely <laughs> going to be some knock-on stuff from that, though, from the Embiid Jokic thing, isn't there? Yeah, okay, yeah. The, I'm going to have one less centre. And I know we're definitely not the same on something else. Um, right, so what, do you want to go first to your second team? Uh, what, you want me to... Should I name the second team? All of it. All of it this time? Yeah, right. Go go for all of them. Sure. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll give you the centre. It's Joe Embiid. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. That's good. 
Okay, John. Okay. Um, I've then got right, Jason Tatum. Forwards, then. Yeah, same. And Kevin Durant, which I think is probably the bit that you do you not agree with that. No, I've got KD. I put okay. him first, actually. Okay. It's just because that was one that I mentioned before that I thought maybe that you knew about that you didn't have, but this, I guess we'll have to wait and see for that. Um, okay, so so who are, you, who are your forwards for second team? I have Rudy Gobert at centre. Uh, leagues to lead in defensive Raptor. Obviously, he may well win defensive player of the year yeah. again. I don't know whether he should, but um, I think it's kind of hard. As, as much as the Jazz is sort of on fire again and not the good sort of on fire as in everything's burning down, sort of chaos, um, I think like it's hard to not have him there. And then I've got KD. He's going to finish in like the mid-50s in games, which I think is close to where it gets like hard to put people yeah i think you can it's basically impossible to be first team if you play that many games yeah maybe i i do think as well there is maybe this factor with a couple like a couple of guys so like duran and lebron and maybe curry at this point too maybe not just quite the same degree with curry that basically they are just so good and they have been so good for so long that it's like that they're in unless they do something to themselves out of it like a do you mean like a legacy vote or in like a... it's, it's not quite a legacy vote because it's like if they were still weren't still really good then they wouldn't be yeah in. yeah i but get it, i i think there is a reputation thing where like yeah i need you to prove that you shouldn't be in this kind of thing a little bit um and also that they are just that unbelievably great yeah um, i mean i mean well both duran and lebron are right around 30 points a game at the moment aren't they and I think they're so both. Basically. I mean, people people said this more with KD than with LeBron this year for obvious reasons. But if you were having to do a like playground draft of NBA players for a game that you need to win, there's yeah. a chance that you would go KD and LeBron first, like genuinely still. Like they're, yeah. they're still at that level. They're that dominant. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable going any lower than second team for KD. Um, uh, even in when he's only played, he's only going to finish on, I think, is it 55, 56 games, potentially, if he plays all of them all the way through. Um, and a little bit like uh, Jokic gets like kind of bonus points for not having his teammates and Embiid for dealing with the Simmons stuff. The, the general mayhem on the Brooklyn Nets and then Durant just like every night he goes out and drops 35. Yeah. It's, it's kind of his, his reputation makes up for the missing games a bit, I think. Yeah, and then with Tatum, um, eighth in usage, eighth in scoring. The Celtics have obviously been... He's one that kind of falls into the category that we were, talk, we were sort of mentioning about with like the consistent brilliance, as he's not been like that, like no, the Celtics. He started really badly, didn't he? Yeah, he was horribly inefficient, and the Celtics were terrible. And now the Celtics have been like the best team in the league since the turn of the year. And... He's been so great that his numbers are now actually up to like this kind of level. Um, but I think it's easy to get really carried away with it and be like, well, like this throwing him into the edge of the MVP conversations. So I was like, well, no, because the first part of the season still happened. That was still part of this year. He's yeah. just been better recently than some of these other people. And that's not quite it. Yeah, that's ultimate recency bias, isn't it? Which, I mean, 
even though he started badly, it's like when you look at the overall numbers, he still deserves to be in there on his season numbers, um, which is why he's in there, really. So that's, yeah, I, there's not entirely recency bias having him that high. No, no, it's, I think it's tied in with how good the Celtics have been, which is yeah. sort of recency bias. But the Celtics are now up to, they could be the top seed in the East. So it's like that, that obviously matters. Um, Although they've lost, um, have they lost Robert Williams, Williams for, for a while? Been yeah, meniscus. Really, really good, hasn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I feel I wouldn't feel great putting either of them like lower than second. No, so that's your also... that's your two as well, is it? With um, Gobert. Yes. Who are your guards? Um. I've gone for Chris Paul and Steph Curry. Interesting. Um, and there is an interesting thing of going for Paul here, is I was going to have Paul in third team. But this this is the other thing where the position thing comes into it, and it kind of then ends up affecting other players. So I've actually moved him. The person who I did have second team... I moved that position, basically, after after not doing it for Yoga Jabeed. I don't know, I felt like there was there was a bit more of an argument that you could move the position. Um, well, I think, yeah, the thing with the Yoga Jabeed thing is like they neither of those guys are ever playing with another centre. It's why no. having centre rather than front court makes it so difficult, isn't it? It's just like you, <laughs> you're not playing Embiid and Drummond or anything like that, so... Yeah, I, I think the switching between guard and forward is much fairer, although the, the voting on it is still silly, where like you, your yeah. votes have to get counted for which position you're put in and stuff like that anyway. Yeah, so I think with Chris Paul, really, anyway, though, I mean, defending me after I've said that I've only moved him in because of positions. Um, but also, I think it's like the box minus and stuff you look at. To me, to me it's just... He's still up there all the time for the Suns. It's like even with how good the Suns are, uh, they are still a lot better with Chris Paul on the court. Yeah, I've not. I've gone Curry and Booker here, which is potentially a bit of a victim of recency bias with when Paul was out, the Booker went kind of crazy and that they kept winning when Paul was out, um, which happened when Booker was out to a degree earlier in the year. Um, which is just one of these tricky things. Like with the Morant stuff, is like you kind of end up getting a little bit penalised for how good the rest of the team is around you, I suppose. Um, but yeah. I sort of just fell for like Booker does. I mean, he's top ten in scoring now, and yeah. Although Chris Paul almost eleven assists a game. Yeah, yeah, but I think what because when Paul was out, Booker then took on more playmaking and did it better than he's done it before made me also feel like actually they they might have yeah. still been like a 50 win team if they swapped Chris Paul for a normal level point guard. Um, I mean, yeah, as much as I'm kind of arguing this point, um, Devin Booker was actually the player that I had in there. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so well, I, I, think I, I actually ended up with um, exactly the same with the guard position again. So we had the same forwards and guards in the second team before I changed it. So the yeah the Booker thing is because um, he like Tatum has been thrown into the 
the MVP conversation in quotation marks, um, which is really like, yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, if you want to argue who's going to finish fourth, fine. Um, I don't think that he's that close to this, like to catching Doncic and Morant for me. Um, partly, despite what I just said about the playmaking, is again, the fact that Chris Paul is averaging 11 assists. Doncic is everything. Doncic is yeah. rebounder, three-point shooter, point guard. Yeah. Morant with the, with is the, the Suns, same. With the Suns, yeah, you have Booker's the scoring, Paul's the assists. It, yeah, yeah, it might it might sound reductive, but that you just it get is, into yeah. this like they don't he doesn't do as much as the others, and it's partly because the rest of their team is so well rounded and all of this stuff. And a little bit like we spoke about in the past with the MVP race is like it's hard to put up numbers if you're not a big guy like particularly Jokic and Yanis Kepler doing, and Embiid to a degree is like yeah because because they're seven foot tall they then get like. If they get 40, they're often going to have like 10 to 15 rebounds and I mean, in potentially a triple-double. And it's like, well, you just... That doesn't happen as much if you're yeah. that court. Like you say, with the Suns almost being like as good as they are as well. I mean, um, well, I guess Chris Chris Paul still will like defend some of the best guys. Like he's still a very good defender. But with um, Mikel Bridges as well in that mix, he has like a third guard almost. Yeah. You almost have like Bridges. Bridges defends the best player, although I'm not sure actually to watch them. Whether Paul or Bridges will do it most of the time, I assume maybe it'll Bridges. Be, it'll be Bridges basically all the time. I yeah. think Paul, particularly in the regular season, gets a lot of yeah. I mean, he's very to old rest. Now, isn't he? Yeah, but yeah. So you have him, Bridges doing the defending, Paul doing the passing, and Booker doing the scoring. Which again, it seems very reductive, but it's basically they've got three players that have like ultra elite like skills um but because of the other ones it's like you don't you don't need booker to do the playmaking because paul's so good at it but you don't need paul to try and score 20 a night because booker's gonna score so much so yeah it's like they almost it almost accentuates their like slightly weaker areas of the game because they there's just no point in bothering doing it because they've got another guy who's like amazing at it and I guess that's the nature of being a truly great team is that yeah. you you don't make guys do stuff that they're not great at. Yeah. Um, on another team as well, Booker would would end up getting um, harder defensive assignments as well. Yep, and he would end up having more time where he was running the offense because they also have like campaign coming off the bench, and they've now picked up um, Aaron Holiday even, and that's relatively minor in the grand scheme of things. But it's like he's off; he's always on the court with a point guard. Which wasn't the case earlier in his career, and yeah, I think he's, they he's a much better playmaker guard. now. Basically, when the Suns are bad, they just didn't have a point guard. Well, they just seemed to refuse for years. It was after yeah. a period where they'd had like seven of them at one point, as well. I don't really, yeah. Anyway, they've got their they've got their stuff together now. Um, yeah. And then Curry, I, I, I didn't actually get the exact number for what I'd defined as high usage here, but it was kind of like an eye eye test as I was reading the numbers. He's um, for all the stuff about being a down year. Not to mention that he's Steph Curry and the impact he has on absolutely everything on the basketball court. He's second in true shooting of high usage perimeter players. Um, I mean, yeah, he's all, true shooting. He's always amazing in that stat, isn't he? Just because of, well, shooting loads of frees and at a high percentage. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
Um, and and that's so he's he's ahead of Kyrie Irving in true shooting, and it's been like Kyrie's been barely even a part-time player. Yeah, the only like other player you'd consider high usage who was a perimeter player was Zach Levine, and he's like marginally better than Curry. All the others are forwards or like catch and shoot guys. And one of the ones that's better is um is actually Seth Curry, funnily enough. Um But he's like, well, that's how great this season's been that he's had still. It is yeah. sort of a down year for him, but it's like he's the most efficient offensive player of all time, basically, for a high usage shooter. And he's just like a little bit off of that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's only 38% from free this year, which is like quite rare. He's under 40, isn't it? I think it's the first time he's ever been under 40. Yeah, yeah it is actually. Which is just an absolutely silly, silly thing to say no, about. Actually, 1920. That's when he only played five games. He played though. five games and it was, it was uh, 24.5%. Yeah, he also didn't miss a free throw in those games, though. Like he took 26 free throws and didn't miss a single one. Of Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think, I reckon Curry will end up on second team when the actual voting happens. But I wouldn't be surprised if some people like let him slip down to third. And that's again, recency bias coming in is the Warriors have been poor in the second half of the yeah. year. He's also, then at, the, been hurt. at the start of the year when the Warriors were absolutely destroying it, it was all staff, wasn't it really? Yeah, and it was like he's going to win MVP. He was like odds-on favourite yeah. for MVP at one point, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I still fancy him if if he's back. I mean, he should be back in the playoffs. He's meant to be, yeah. Um, if he's back fit and they've obviously got Draymond going now. Um, I still think they're, they're up there as title favourites. I mean, not not as they are the favourites, but, you know, they're, they're among the favourites. Well, I think we should do before the playoffs. We should do like a not not a power ranking as such, but like a a likelihood of winning the title ranking. Yeah, because they're they're one of those teams that like even if they do fall to like the five seed, the upside for them is still wild, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Yes. Anyway, we'll save that for the next one, I suppose. Um, yeah, we don't want to get too into that. Uh, do you want to go third team? Who have you got third team center actually? Okay, so this is, yeah, basically who have I left out? Um, I mean, I think my third team centre is going to be the same as yours. I assume. What, so you've not gone Gobert? I have not. I've you've left out Rudy Gobert. Towns. I've gone Towns. Um, and that was one of the, like, borderline decisions. And I just sort of thought, you know, offence is more exciting. <laughs> well, so... there's a, there is a point about Gobert is all about defence. And while... Um, he is still phenomenally important to the Jazz. They've not been... I mean, it's a difficult one because they were like the worst defense in the league without him. But they're 12th for the season. And that's one of the arguments against him winning Defensive Player of the Year again. It's like, well... Uh, is that a good enough defensive team to really... Well, isn't, isn't there, yeah, their defense isn't, hasn't been that amazing this year. So it's like... Yeah, but then there's the when he was out for like a couple of weeks, they were actually like literally the worst offensive team in the league. Although I didn't realise the Jazz had the best offensive rating. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, that isn't it? That's what happened uh, last year. They just became an incredible offensive team. Uh, it's all the threes, I think. Yeah. So take millions of threes, and they've got loads of shooters, but then none of those people can guard anyone. But yeah, I mean, Towns. It's basically just put it together a bit, hasn't he? Ninth and true shooting, 
as a perimeter big is pretty crazy. Yeah, over 40% from free. Yeah, and five and per game, which 11, is actually so... fewer than he was taking. For um, the last two years. Yeah. Uh, 7.9 it... in... I was only showing five games. 2019-20. 7.9 threes a game. Yeah, it's a lot, That's a lot. That is a lot of threes. I quite like that he's taking a little bit fewer. Like he's he's been more aggressive with attacking, and he's so skilled that he can attack off the dribble and create stuff for himself. Um, and obviously, the Timberwolves have been good. Like the Timberwolves haven't been much worse than the Jazz. Yeah, I think that's the thing, really. Where it's it's like uh, feels like he deserves it. Really, is yeah the. Almost rewarding the Timberwolves as well for not being terrible. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's that's sweet of you. That's very good. <laughs> um. He he has also improved like effort wise defensively, and they've used him in better ways. Like it's not. I guess that's the other thing is like Gobert's obviously not as zero on offense, and Cat is now way more than a zero defensively. Like he's not perfect. He's not Bam or something, but. Yeah. I think like the Timberwolves being a solid to good defensive team with him playing at centre definitely means yeah. something. And as has always been the case, really, though, but like if he's actually going to be on a functional team, he is such a good offensive big man, isn't he? I think. Yeah, I'm just like yeah, generationally like, skilled. Yeah, like he could be up there. I mean, if he wasn't, if he manages to be like a decent defensive player. He could, he could, um, you know, be in the MVP conversation at some point. I say that again. The phrase being in the conversation, whether that means that, you know, I feel like he, he he's obviously that level of talent, and it's kind of yeah, it's kind of it's kind of good to see that he's actually for once not on a terrible team because his role is the interesting thing. Like has happened at points this year though, is where he's been like second or third in the team in, on the team in shot attempts. Um, is yeah to be at that sort of level, he Easy. needs to really be funneled to him and with Russell and particularly with Edwards, as like he's trying to, you know, develop into sort of an all-star caliber player too. That's the one thing that might get in his way. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, so yeah, it's they're kind of a good story this year, I think. Yeah, they're going to be fun in the playoffs as well because they love. They love talking uh, trash at anyone. Yeah, that that'll be fun. I mean, the, uh, the playoffs. I mean, as always, really, are going to be so good, aren't they? I although, I, yeah, I think it's too very hard to predict. Well, Paul George just came back so, and dropped thirty-four, and the Jazz threw up on themselves again. And then Donovan Mitchell, what was it? it was same old bleep, same old bleep. When they they lost again, it's like, well, yes, you do keep blowing the the leads. In fact, the same teams you keep blowing these leads. So I could see why it might be repetitive. Um, and there's rumours about Kawhi. I mean, that would also make just like crank everything up even further. Well, he might be back. Yeah. Really? I thought he was done. So, well, yeah, they just they don't really. So there's say a anything, chance though. the Clippers have have Kawhi and Paul George for the playoffs. That Kevin O'Connor keeps saying it. He keeps saying that he's like. He's like he's heard that they're they're kind of expecting Kawhi to come back. The ultimate loan management. Is he going to be ready though? But I mean, maybe he doesn't need to be ready. 
Who knows? The he doesn't usually play any, does he? No, exactly. He's going to actually have 82 games off this time just to come after the playoffs. Oh, my God. I mean, that... Imagine you get the top seed, though, and then you have to play against Kawhi and Paul George in the first round. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Jesus, yeah, that, will, that would be some series, wouldn't it? You could have that the two top seeds end up facing Kawhi, PG, and the Clippers, and KD, Kyrie, and the Nets, which oh would just be an absolute silliness, uh, given that, like, top seeds basically never lose in the first round as well. Yeah. I mean, a couple of years ago... Was it the same off-season when... Was it the same year that Durant went to the Nets as the Leonard George thing? Was that a different... Yes. Year? Yeah, it was the, the same, same one. I mean, it was after point, the Raptors final when Durant... It was obviously... Yeah. Kawhi was there and Durant did his Achilles and they were all free agents. At that point, they those teams were basically meant to be at the top of each division, weren't they? Yeah. It was meant to be... It was going to be like... Yeah, it was like the Clippers... Well, the Clippers and the Lakers in the West. And the Nets in the East. It's not really worked out like that. No, not at all. No, it's it's pretty amazing. It's just how unpredictable. Like, I mean, particularly with injuries involved and Kyrie Irving involved as well, and James Harden, I suppose. Yeah, always mix things up a bit. Um, Okay, so so where are we? Back forwards teams. Okay. Forwards, third team. Who have you got? Forward, third team. Okay. Uh, well, De- I've Booker's given one away. Devin Booker. Right, which is... I, that is fiddling the, it, I think, more than... He's not a forward. I mean, he plays with Mikel Bridges and uh, Chris Paul quite a lot. Yeah. I, I think he's about as much of a forward as Nikola Jokic is, though. I don't know. I don't know, though. I mean... Right. How tall is Bridges? I mean, I've put a power forward in a guard spot here, so I might shut is, up now. Is that Tatum? Or, no, you've already got Tatum. No, I've got Tatum already. Okay, I'm looking. Oh, okay, he's tall enough for... Who, Bridges? Yeah. Like 6'7"? Six, he's 6'6". Six, six. Booker's 6'5". Six, Bridges is 6'6", six six, but he's also got like 8'4 of wingspan. Um, what's it? okay, yeah. Basketball reference says Bridges is small forward. He is. That's why. Um, I don't know. I don't know though. But say they've got a really good point guard. Yeah. Say they're playing the Nets. Say. Yeah. Well, maybe Bridges would defend Durant. Yes, I think he probably um, would. Okay. Um. Who else is there? What other teams are there? They've got good point guards, but no other good players. Imagine one of those teams. Yeah. Yeah. And then Mikel Bridges would guard the point guard. And everyone else would shuffle up. Yeah. And then Booker would be a small forward. It might That might not even happen, though, because they might hide Chris Paul on like the non-shooting. Like, oh, what about yeah. the Sixers? Is if they put like for there, yeah, Maxi and Harden, yeah. But they'd put Booker on Maxi, I think, and they'd hide Chris Paul on Tybal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't he's know. a I wing. Just... That's the thing as well. Is even if you do the the backcourt frontcourt, is he's a wing really? It's like all of these guys that. Are... Yeah. He's not a one. But that's and the he's thing. Not a four. How are you? How are you doing it though? 
What you talking about, Bridges? No, Booker. Booker. Yeah, well, that's what that's what I mean. Is he could be a a lot of people that are put in the forwards position are wings. Most of them yeah. are. Yeah, who's your anyway, who's your other forward? Off the back off the position stuff anyway. Um, uh, it's Demar Derozan. Okay, you've got him in at point guard, haven't you? Well, no, he'd be the two guard in this <laughs> for this five. So I don't know if you've noticed that I've not picked one of your first team guys yet. LeBron James is he a guard? No, he's a forward for me. Um, my my notes are he's played fifty five games so far, and he's just rolled his, he's rolled his ankle, and it's like so that's where Durant is. And then my next thing is Lakers so bad is all I've put. Um, yeah, but he he's also leading the league in scoring. Well, that's it. That's why he's on, on the on a terrible though. team. But I think that's like the nicest thing I can do is that because yeah. LeBron's effort and basically like general attitude towards playing. The problem is, basketball. is the front office, as you saw when they basically in the offseason when they did all their moves, they've just completely ruined the team. Yeah, but so, LeBron was in support of that. They didn't yeah, just I mean, randomly. But also, I guess this is the thing: is his ability as a basketball player. I, it, whether you connect that to his like you know aptitude for being like a general manager oh no i don't th- i don't think you do necessarily but the the general manager failings of lebron have led to his cuz his play has not been he's not been like a two-way force is he's gone for just scoring as many points as yeah, possible well, which has when, partly been what they've when, needed how long have it, when was he last a two-way force in the regular season though I think the year they won the title, he was like at least locked in defensively like half the time. Whereas this year, yeah. he's been like completely switched off for quite a long period. I, and the scoring stuff is amazing at his age. But I go back to when Bradley Beal, he either won the scoring title or nearly did a year or two ago. And he was on a really bad Wizards team. And this Lakers team is probably as bad as that Wizards team. And I wouldn't have had Bradley Beal on my All-NBA that year, I don't think. Yeah, I guess though it's LeBron James, isn't it? So. Well, yeah, it's LeBron, and whereas Beal was scoring and kind of playmaking, is LeBron is still putting up these other numbers alongside it. A little bit like we were talking about with Doncic um, or Giannis yeah. is is like you've got whenever you see the scoring, you then read the rest of the line, and it's like, oh, they got ten, eleven, and two blocks. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does some other stuff too. Yeah, um, but I. It was difficult because I've seen loads of people campaigning for like no one has ever put up the numbers LeBron's putting up and not being first team All NBA I think. Yeah, and then it's like, do you even you shouldn't count like take into account the fact that he's old, but like it does make it more impressive. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'd give him more points for that to be honest. Um, and the DeRozan uh, thing I've got yeah I've got him as one of my guards. Yeah, I mean, do, yeah, DeRozan's just been. Potentially most improved. I don't know. Candidate for most improved player. Mm, maybe not. Well, he's, he is a candidate, but still, he's up there anyway, isn't he? Just somehow out of nowhere, like that signing seemed to make no sense, and it's actually okay. Yeah, actually, he scores 28 points a game now. So that's fine. Um, but anyway, should we? We're not, we've not got a huge amount of time left, so I don't know if there's a lot more to say about DeMar DeRozan. Although you've got one of your. 
positions have you got have you got anything to add um just that the ball's dropping off is like there was that buzz when he was really hot a few months ago and it was like i oh, he, he would have then been probably like upper end of the second team and then he's been really like cold for a while um my second forward is pascal siakam oh the only other is he's, spicy he's 23 8 and Many 5 months. this year the only forwards better than that are LeBron and Yanis. Um, and the Raptors basically have overachieved again. I don't know why it's really thought of as overachieving. Like, I put a bet on them to make the playoffs. That's looking good now. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they, are, they, they are one of those teams that is just a very good team, aren't they? Um, they're just, yeah, they're just always there. I mean, obviously, when they had Kawhi, they were more than just there. But before and after that, and maybe even more so after that. They just, yeah, they just don't seem like a nice team to play against. And the only, and it's actually got even weirder now because they just have all these like really massive athletic guys. Um, and Siakam though has really like been a star basically for them, and obviously plays great defense uh, defense as well. Um, th- there's other candidates for this place like. I have Draymond noted down that basically if he'd played most of the season, well, one, the Warriors might have been right up by the Suns, but he's only at 40 games played. It's like he's nowhere near. Um, And then like Jaron Jackson Jr. could win defensive player of the year, but he's only shooting 32% from three. Quite a small offensive role. Don't know if I can do that. Yeah, Yeah, that's not all NBA, is it? Butler just cannot shoot anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, some stats really like Butler, um, but yeah, he's just—I don't know. Yeah, I just—I just, I just I can't see that. I don't know. You just don't see him as all NBA this year. A disaster in the clutch, under thirty yeah, percent. I think the yeah, that's clutch a big situation. one actually, isn't it? With him, which is the anti-DeRozan thing. Is like if it was very close between those two, which I don't think it was, is the guy that's been winning games at the end, and the guy yeah. that's been blowing games at the end seems like. And important. Yeah, we've actually got we've got like a couple of minutes left. So I'm quickly going to say that my guards are Trey Young and Donovan Mitchell. I left both of them off. Oh no! So we've got no time, and this is the bit where we disagree. Well, I who, bet... who, who, who's your other guard? Chris Paul. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had him. I mean, Trey Young. I always with these things, it's always very different. Like with with All Star as well with Trey Young, it's like. I'll put him in, I'm not. Because he's so bad defensively. I like, I'm not sure he necessarily helps. The way the player is at the moment helps your team win a championship. But the numbers he puts up offensively are just absurd. That's the thing, though, is for so All-Star, I can take the numbers. But the Hawks suck this year. Yeah, but then also, wait, so who have you got? You've got DeRozan's guard. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could have had Booker as a guard instead. Um, well, because DeRozan got in as a guard for All-Star, and it's like, well, I don't, he's oh, not yeah. a guard these days. He's not a guard but... at all, though, is he? But, yeah. Mitchell was the same thing, was defensively, is by, like, defensive Raptor, is Trey Young is seventh worst, and Mitchell's not that much better. Trey Young's only seventh worst. I would have thought he'd be rock bottom, to be honest. But there we go. Maybe he's improved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's, it's more there's loads of like spot up shooters who just like have like Bryn Forbes 
Terence, well, Terence Ross, scorer, Doug McDermott are all worse than him. I, I mean, Mitchell, to be honest, is basically, it's like, yeah, it's like, well, the Jazz are, Marjorie was talking about how they keep throwing up over, all over themselves, as is the new phrase. Um, <laughs> they are good. Number one offense. He's their best offensive player. I don't know. There's, there's not really a lot more to say. And no, I think that's about, fair. I, I considered about. him. Yeah. Yeah. And we're basically going to have to finish. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, I wish we had a bit more time. <laughs> but we don't. Um, so, yeah. We'll do another one soon. And baseball, actually. We're, doing, we're getting in the baseball podcast now if you like baseball. So look out for those and read the website. Goodbye. Bye.